Welcome to the International Trade Minute, Quick Fire Trade News, where time is trade. We are your go-to podcast for rapid and concise updates on trade and law, designed specifically for busy trade professionals. Sponsored by Rydal Law Firm and prepared by seasoned trade attorneys, our twice-weekly podcast packages your essential trade updates, all in the time it takes to enjoy your coffee break. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and join the conversation with a network of like-minded professionals on LinkedIn, where time is trade, make every minute count. In today's episode, we're unpacking a series of groundbreaking news stories that are shaping the landscape of international trade. Let's dive in. In our first story, we're breaking down a monumental story shaking the foundations of the virtual currency world. The U.S. Treasury has just announced its largest ever settlements with the world's largest virtual currency exchange, Binance, for violations of U.S. anti-money laundering and sanctions laws. This is a game-changer for the industry and a wake-up call for virtual currency platforms worldwide. Let's unpack what this means, the U. The U.S. Department of the Treasury, including agencies like FinCEN, OFAC, and the IRS Criminal Investigation Unit, have accused Binance of some serious missteps. Binance, which handles an estimated 60% of centralized virtual currency spot trading, has been under scrutiny for failing to implement robust programs to prevent and report suspicious transactions. This lapse has reportedly enabled transactions with terrorists, ransomware attackers, and various other criminals. In response, Binance has settled for an eye-watering total of over $4 billion in penalties. This includes $1.3 billion penalty from FinCEN and $968 million from OFAC. These settlements are part of a broader agreement, which also involves resolutions with the Department of Justice and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Treasury Secretary Janet L. Yellen didn't mince words. She said, Binance turned a blind eye to its legal obligations in the pursuit of profit, allowing money to flow to terrorists and criminals through its platform. She emphasized that this historic penalty and monitorship are a milestone for the virtual currency industry. It sends a clear message. If you want to benefit from the U.S. financial system, you must abide by its rules. This isn't just a hefty fine for Binance. It's a stark reminder to all in the virtual currency sector. The Treasury's actions highlight their commitment to enforcing anti-money laundering and sanctions laws with far-reaching implications for U.S. and foreign entities alike. This settlement could reshape how virtual currency exchanges operate, especially regarding compliance and transparency. As the virtual currency industry continues to evolve, this landmark case against Binance serves as a pivotal moment. It's a reminder of the importance of compliance and the serious consequences of failing to uphold legal and ethical standards. Next, we have an intriguing development about Lexmark printers and how international trade rules determine their country of origin. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or CBP, has recently made a crucial ruling on the country of origin for Lexmark printers, which are imported from Mexico. This decision has significant implications for trade duties and marking. Let's dive into what this means and its impact on the global trade landscape. CBP found that certain components of Lexmark printers, specifically the printer transports made in China, are critical to the printer's functionality. These components are essential for feeding paper and printing copies, thus determining the printer's country of origin. Despite the assembly of printed circuit board assemblies, or PCBAs, in Mexico, it's the Chinese components that impart the essential character to these printers. This ruling has a direct impact on trade duties under Section 301. As per CBP, since the essential components come from China, these printers will be subject to the corresponding trade duties. This decision emphasizes the complexity and importance of supply chains and how they influence international trade regulations. 
For Lexmark, a company importing its MS, MX, and CSCX printer models into the U.S. from Mexico, this ruling could mean a reevaluation of their manufacturing and assembly processes. The printers, which include both monochromatic and color multifunction and single-function machines, now face a new set of regulatory and financial challenges due to their designated country of origin. This case is a textbook example of how global supply chains and manufacturing processes are dissected under international trade laws. It underscores the importance for companies to understand and comply with these complex regulations, especially when components are sourced and assembled in multiple countries. The Lexmark printer's ruling by the CBP is more than just a decision on trade duties. It's a reminder of the intricate nature of international trade and the importance of compliance with global trade regulations. In this segment, we're examining a new move by the Bureau of Industry and Security, or BIS, that's reshaping the landscape for semiconductor exports. The BIS has recently launched a process for notifications related to the export of certain semiconductors. This comes in the wake of new control parameters announced last month. We're looking at what this means for the tech industry and international trade. Under the updated restrictions, BIS requires companies to submit notifications through the newly established License Exception Notified Advanced Computing, or NAC. This is particularly relevant for exports of specific chips to China, Macau, and other destinations under U.S. Arms embargoes. For those in the semiconductor industry, it's crucial to understand the new requirements. Notifications must include detailed technical information, like the total processing performance and performance density of the item. BIS also mandates supporting documentation showing the design and marketing aspects of the product. Here's where it gets more specific. Each NAC notification is limited to six items, and BIS recommends limiting it to one model number per notification. Moreover, only one ultimate consignee and one end user are allowed per notification. BIS has made it clear that any notification including more will be returned without action. This means distributors cannot be a party to these notifications. Companies can track the progress of their NAC notification through the Stella system. That's the system for tracking export license applications. Once approved, a unique NAC authorization number is provided for use in automated export system filings. This step is crucial for compliance and operational efficiency. This move by BIS is not just a regulatory change. It's a strategic shift in the technology trade landscape, reflecting the critical nature of semiconductor technology in global commerce and security. For companies in this space, staying ahead of these regulations is key to maintaining smooth international operations. Last but certainly not the least, we're delving into a significant development in U.S.-China relations concerning trade secrets protection and semiconductor export controls. This story comes as officials from the U.S. and China prepare for a critical meeting in January. The agenda? To engage in technical discussions aimed at bolstering trade secrets protection. This meeting follows recent tensions and dialogues over U.S. export controls, particularly in the semiconductor industry. Let's explore what this means for international trade. The U.S. Commerce Department announced that these discussions will bring together subject matter experts from both countries. The focus? To strengthen the protection of trade secrets and confidential business information, especially during administrative licensing processes, this move indicates a mutual interest in safeguarding intellectual property, a cornerstone of healthy international trade relations. During a recent meeting with China's Commerce Minister Wang Wentao, U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo made it clear, protecting national security is a non-negotiable aspect of U.S. policy. She emphasized that U.S. export controls are precisely targeted at technologies with clear national security implications or foreign policy objectives. 
This is not about containing China's economic growth, but rather about ensuring global security and compliance. In response to the USA's updated export controls on semiconductors and chip-making equipment, China has expressed concerns. Beijing is pushing back against what it perceives as the politicization of trade restrictions. The Chinese Commerce Ministry has voiced worries about these new rules and their impact on normal trade and investment exchanges, highlighting the global ramifications of these policies. Looking ahead, the first meeting of a new U. S. A China Commerce and Trade Working Group is planned for the next quarter. Both sides have expressed a commitment to pragmatic, constructive, and fruitful communications on key economic and trade relations. This collaboration could be a significant step towards addressing shared concerns and fostering a more stable trade environment. As the U.S. and China navigate these complex trade issues, their discussions could set the tone for future international trade policies, especially in technology and intellectual property protection. We'll be keeping a close eye on the outcomes of these meetings and their implications for global trade dynamics. Thank you for joining us on International Trade Minute, your rapid source of trade updates for busy trade professionals. And we hope to have you back for our next episode. Don't forget to subscribe.